listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome into Windy City Slam. My name is Chris Lanuti, and sitting across from me at my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Been a while since you've been able to get over here, buddy. I'm excited to have you in house. Mike Pankow is here today, folks. That's excitement right there. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to be back down at the bar today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you're here. I'm well. We get to do like the full show. We get to, you know, I don't have to do as much uh, cleaning up of your voice over the phone. I mean, we just get to kind of rock and roll here for a half hour. Windy City Slam. Normally, noon on Mondays, live on the Podbean app, but on demand, available worldwide, everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at WindyCitySlam.com. So if you didn't hear this live, don't worry about it. You're now listening to it on demand. If you're live, though, remember, you can call in. You can participate in the show. It's kind of cool. All right, so next week, we might actually be a little bit later, too. On Monday, you're telling me. So we might not be exactly at noon. We might be one, two in the afternoon. Just pay attention to all the social media stuff. Mike uh, covers all of that on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. And are you on this new one now? It's this new one that's out called uh, Parlor. Have you heard about this one? I have not. They're actually. trying to be the response to Twitter. They don't let me have a bunch of accounts. You get one. You got to have a cell phone for every account that you have. So if you get one for Windy City Slam, that's your account, my friend. Uh, how are you doing? What's going on in the world of wrestling? I'm doing great. Uh, we have a uh, show chock full of news and information and opinion coming up here. And let's start with the independence, the local independent scene. Uh, there was an AAW show last Thursday night at 115 Bourbon Street, uh, pretty much closed off to the public. Um, just a few people scattered about, staff and stuff like that. Uh, we had the AAW champion, Mance Warner, retaining his title he defeated the AAW Heritage Champion, Hakeem Zane. It was a champion versus champion match. Hakeem Zane's title was not on the line, however. And after the match, Jake Something came out and went face-to-face with Old Mancer. So maybe that's uh, planting some seeds for a future match there. Maybe the December show coming up. So they did the show with no audience? Uh, yeah. Are was, they online? Like, how were people able to watch what was uh, going fight, on? Fight TV. Okay. They can get the pay per view. All right. Yeah. So you could actually watch it online. It was just basically empty, though, inside of 115 Bourbon Street. Yes, except for like maybe camera people, you know, right. like staff, crew, all that stuff. And all maybe right. A couple of friends and family. But there that's, you go. Yeah. And then um, back to that show, real quick, a couple more highlights from that. Stephen Wolf defeated Trey Miguel. Then we had Ace Austin and Madman Fulton retaining their AAW Tag Team Championships over the besties in the world, and that was a two out of three falls match. Fred Yehai defeated the aforementioned Jake Something. Sky Blue and Christy Janes defeated Hyen and Sierra in a women's tag team match. And in a match a lot of people on Twitter said stole the show, Myron Reed defeated Trey Lamar. And also this past weekend, we had a show in Hammond, Indiana. It was called it's the c3 show uh it's a promotion run by chris classic williams which um they presented a show called five and that was an acronym for something f-i-v-e and it was in joint with a company 
with companies, the uh, wrestlers with um, True Privilege Wrestling and Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. And a couple of notes from that show. Congratulations to Aaron Stone, who became the inaugural C3 Wrestling Urban Culture Champion. And also, Just Amazing, who, uh, who uh, I met at a Warrior show a couple of years ago. He was just there as a fan, but he's kind of big in the area. He has his own promotion. He, along with his, uh, I believe his wife, K.O. Kendra, they run True Privilege Wrestling. And Just Amazing was awarded the 2020 Pro Wrestler of the Year for his contributions to the wrestling community as a performer and a promoter. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. And if you heard us last week, and if you haven't yet, check it out. The interview with the Good Brothers, the Big LG, Doc Gallows, and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson is on demand at WindyCitySlam.com, as well as all your favorite podcasting uh, um, places where you download your podcasts. But we mentioned the Good Brothers because at Impact Wrestling's Turning Point last Saturday night on the Impact Plus app, the Good Brothers became the new Impact World Tag Team Champions by defeating the North. So, an ovation for... Oh, you need you need the uh, the applause button? You, you, need to have, you need like a sign so I know when it's time to do that. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Now, see, I'm on top of it now. C- congratulations to the Good Brothers. I, you know what? I, I, you kind of saw that one coming because based upon our interview, you would have known they were going to end up winning because they were talking about big plans, long-term plans, basically leading that organization. And it sounds like that organization has big plans for them. So the only way that really works is if they're carrying belts. They've got to be in the in the forefront. They've got to be kind of running things. They're probably going to hold those belts for a while, I would think. And so that's kind of how I feel when you hear about them with a 10-year plan and trying to integrate with New Japan Wrestling. I mean, like, there's there's so many things they're planning on doing. Makes sense for them to get the belts, hold the belts, and kind of drive the product right now. Absolutely. And they also got a lot of credibility by being a team like the North who actually hold the record for the longest reign in Impact Wrestling as tag team champions. So great win for them, credibility building as well for them, and also lifts up the credibility of Impact Wrestling as a company as well. So good job all around on all fronts. And a few other highlights from that show, we had Rich Swan defeating Sammy Callahan to retain the Impact World Championship. Deanna Perrazzo, the virtuosa, regained the Impact Knockouts Championship after defeating Sue Young, hitting a cradle pile driver, leading to a three count. So that was a very short reign for Sue Young. So Deanna has that title back. And then in the other matches, real quick, we'll breeze right by them. Willie Mack defeats Moose by disqualification. Rohit Raju, who had a busy week. It was Hakeem Zayn over I'm giving you some applause just for being able to pronounce that name <laughs> right there. The applause button's out of control. Yeah, Rohit Raju. I'll Unbelievable, do it again. I'm hitting it again. <laughs> <laughs> he defeats Cousin Jake, who's also known as Jake Something, to retain the Impact X Division Championship. So he's had a nice run with that title. He continues that reign. And then we have the mishmash team of tag team legends Chris Sabin and James Storm defeating Triple XL. And then Brian Myers defeated his old pal Swoggle in a match. Kind of interesting dynamic there. Longtime friends going back to their WWE days. They had a little bit of a, a storyline falling out. Then they had a match, and, and, and Myers ends up winning. Uh, Myers, obviously, the former Kurt Hawkins to the uninitiated. Uh, in a women's tag team match, we had Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie defeating Jordan Grace and Tennille Dashwood. And then Eddie Edwards defeated Davari. Yes, Sean Davari from way back in the day. 
He looked jacked, and he's back in impact, and Eddie Edwards gets the win. So another strong little show there, uh, turning point for Impact Wrestling. What do you what do you think long term about Impact Wrestling? I mean, I know that they're they're a company that those that aren't in the mainstream probably group them in with all the other like things. If it's if it's not AEW and WWE, then they're they're in that next group after it because AEW has that that big TV deal and the hype and everything else like that. But you you tend to like them and you like their trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think this is this could be a third big player that on the same level at some point. Uh, perhaps, yeah. I mean, at one point they were trying to rival WWE. Maybe like ten years ago, they had like Hulk Hogan, they had Ric Flair, they had Jeff Hardy. But it's all about the TV. Yeah, it's all about the uh, the how accessible you are and the production value to be able to keep up with WWE and now even AEW. You have to have that. So you need big bucks and you need a good deal on TV. You can offer things on the internet all you want to. But you still need to get that casual fan who flips through the channels and lands on you and falls in love so you can grow your audience. Yeah, they were once on Spike TV uh, quite a while ago, and they got yeah, it. Spike TV is not a real channel. They got a million viewers on that channel. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's a channel that's changed names like 18 times over right. the past 25 years. Right. But, but yeah, they were there for a while. Unfortunately, that deal kind of ended. Uh, their ratings started tanking a bit. Their products started tanking a bit. But over the last two to three years, new management... New blood pumped in. You got people inside the organization like um, Scott Demore and Don Callis and people like that that have really kind of lifted the product up with some intelligent wrestling stuff. They brought in really good young people. They have veterans to compliment them. They're on Axis TV, which is, I believe, the network that may still be owned by Mark Cuban. I'm not 100% sure on that. I have to maybe dig a little deeper to check that. But they have TV exposure, but is maybe not as as good as Spike TV was a number of years right. ago. I do like the trajectory, though. Yes. Yeah, I would think. I mean, they, they look like they're they're always moving upward. They're not giving up. But I there there's something that happened there that allows a, a a thing like AEW to just launch and move into that number two spot so easily. And it's a ridiculous amount of money, money, and yes. a more mainstream TV channel. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Tur- Turner Broadcasting, a lot of money from a a millionaire who loves wrestling. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. There you go, Tony Khan, and we'll get into AEW a little bit toward the end of the show. Uh, NXT, um, we haven't had a chance to talk too much about them, but they've been doing some great stuff over the last few weeks. They had a great Halloween Havoc show a few weeks ago that aired on USA Network, opposite of Dynamite. Good stuff there. And the the main topic I want to hit with NXT is Pat McAfee is back with the company. Uh, After a short hiatus following his match with Adam Cole, uh, he has this little faction going on now with the new tag team champions, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And he's also added Pete Dunne, who's come back from a little bit of a hiatus from the pandemic. I think he was probably stuck in the UK. And then now he's back in the States working NXT. And he turned heel and joined McAfee, giving him a little bit more credibility with an established star in the WWE NXT universe. So that's a pretty big deal there. And it was revealed on Busted Open Radio last week that McAfee is actually working without a script. So he's actually cutting his promos and doing his mic work without referring to a piece of paper or rehearsing it. Think of the trust that Triple H has. Yes. In Pat McAfee. What a weird, like, how do those two guys, like, become friends and then he becomes, he has enough trust to let this guy, you know, a former punter come walking in who's got a radio show and get him on there and just start letting him riff 
They don't even let the established WWE stars do that on Raw. The only guy who's able to do that right now on any WWE product is Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. That, that, that's it. Everybody else has a script that they have to go through this entire team, and McAfee's just able to do whatever he wants to? NXT, that's insane to me. Yeah, NXT has a little bit more freedom with uh, Mr. H in, in, in charge, as uh, Pat McAfee called him on the show last <laughs> week. Yes, Mr. H, I cracked up at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's... Really, really good that they have that flexibility. McAfee has that personality through his uh, radio show, his podcast that he does, uh, like for two or three hours a day during the week. He has his own show. That's where the Adam Cole and Undisputed Era storyline started, and now it's continuing back with uh, McAfee back down in NXT. And he's been affiliated with the company for maybe the last two and a half to three years. He was part of their uh, kickoff shows for the takeovers. And in fact, I actually met Pat McAfee uh, outside Allstate Arena when they were here for an NXT TakeOver a couple years ago. Cool dude. Uh, I asked him for a picture. He, he gladly took a selfie with me. Uh, good guy. Uh, he could grate on your nerves a bit. I think that's more his character than anything. But um, yeah, I think he's one of the best things going in WWE right now just because of the freedoms that he has. Yeah, I always like guys that can kind of just uh, spread their wings and fly when it comes to wrestling and be able to do their own thing. And there's not enough of it right now. But again, if I were a professional wrestler who worked my ass off to get to a point and I'm watching Pat McAfee work without a script, I'm like, come on, man, when's it my turn? And I wonder what those conversations are like. I'm sure I would imagine Mr. H looks at him and says, well, then show me you can do it because that guy's doing it each and every time I ask him to. That's what I would think is actually happening there. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really cool to have him as an occasional in-ring performer as well, because that match against Adam Cole was absolutely amazing. He did not look like a rookie that just fell off the truck. Look like this guy actually put in some work and put in some time rolling around the performance. He makes center. you think anybody could just get into a ring and do it. He yeah. kind of like it's weird, but that's kind of the thing that he gives you. Think Shane McMahon at the NXT level, basically yeah. with yeah. Pat McAfee. That makes sense. That He's makes sense. Give you the high level quality match with you know specific opponents who can help bring him up, but he won't do a bad job himself. He'll actually be able to kind of hold that level. So I think. Great addition to the NXT everyday uh, roster in terms of being on their show every week. Awesome. WWE, we've got a lot to talk about here. And should I start with the bad news or the really bad news? Give me the bad news first. Just the bad news. Just the bad news Just first. the bad news. Okay. The good news is that Sasha Banks was great in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. that I just watched and uh, did not have enough speaking roles, though, and kind of played it like you would think Sasha Banks would play it. Like I, she needs, a, she may need to, she may need to work on her character a little bit, but it still worked. She had a couple lines. Yeah, hopefully we'll see more in weeks to come from her on that show. In an absolutely shocking development, and uh, I got a text from my friend uh, who I usually watch the pay per views with on Friday night. I'm like, are you kidding? And Zelina Vega was granted her release from yeah, WWE. I saw that. And this is this seems like union busting. Because she says something about wanting to be unionized and she's fired in less than an hour. In less than an hour. There's more to that. There's got to be laws that protect somebody from saying that and just getting fired. That is a crazy move and a bad look for WWE because you have an awful lot of guys that work for unions buying tickets. And later on, when you're going to want them back in the stands, they might remember that. But go Mm -hmm. ahead, Mike. Yeah, and there's more to it, too, than other than the union, which probably caused her to say that tweet. 
Um, apparently, this stems back to the whole Twitch and third-party controversy. I told you this was going to be a problem. Yeah. Didn't I tell you this was going to be a problem? Yeah, it I is. told you that there were, there were these people want to build their brand, and they're like, I can do this in so many other places. I'm going to stand up to Vince McMahon. And this was part of it. She's standing up to Vince on this. Uh, there are other talents as well that have really pushed back. Paige being another one. She got really, really emotional on a recent Twitch stream because uh, she felt like she was going to lose her Twitch. But she changed her name to her real name on, on the Twitch says to continue it the way she wants to continue it. So that's a big step for her. And also, uh, reportedly, AJ Styles and Xavier Woods sat down with the chairman to talk a little bit about things going on. They're big gamers. They're big Twitch guys as well. And they're also bigger up in the company. AJ, a I told you if AJ champion. stands up, he can't, he, he, what's he going to do to AJ Styles? Yeah. AJ can tell him no. Yeah. Right. Former world champion, AJ Styles. And also a guy like Xavier Woods, who's part of one of the hottest factions over the last five years in New Day. So those two met with Vince and I don't believe they were influential enough to change his mind. And it's unfortunate. And then Zelina Vega Fallout, and uh, also even Zelina's husband, Alistair Black, whose push is practically zero right now on the main roster, had requested to go back to NXT. Request was flatly denied by uh, the WWE brass, and that's unfortunate because this guy has so much ability, so much potential, and I think if they would have done it right, Alistair Black and The Undertaker would have been a money match and a money rivalry. And they missed the boat. It, they, they, they missed the boat on that one. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, I, it struck me as interesting. Zelina Vega was in that movie about Paige's life playing yes. AJ Lee. And, uh, and the two of them are, are two people in this Twitch thing that just stuck out to me, uh, even though it's not really related. But the, the thing that that kind of the thing that interests me most about this story is two things. One, uh, AJ Styles can do whatever he wants to because he can get a job tomorrow. And do whatever he wants to there. Yeah, if he got let go. So right. he doesn't he doesn't need to listen to Vince, even if he can't convince Vince. He can just keep doing what he's doing and laugh in Vince's face until Vince fires him. He has that kind of ability to go do that, and it'll be interesting to see if even though he couldn't convince Vince to I, to to change what he was doing, convince Vince. I'm going to yes. give myself a boo for that one. <laughs> it, it, even though he wasn't able to convince him that to change for the whole company. He can still sit there and say, fine, you're not changing the rules. I'm just not paying any attention to him. And if you don't like it, let me out of my contract. I'll be fine. So there, there is the possibility you still see something like that from him. The other thing is WWE does not play nice if you are married or dating somebody and not, and, and not getting along with the company. That seems to be the style. Like if you have, let's say, the male partner in the male-female relationship and he ticks Vince off. The female partner gets hurt. CCM Punk AJ Lee. For Any, I mean, look at anybody. I mean, they, they, that's what they do. It, it, it becomes personal and not business to where you see the other person get buried. And, and you see the other person get treated badly or moved to a different night or separated so they can't see each other. They mess with relationships as a way to mess with people and keep them in line. I think it's something that we've all been able to see from the outside looking in, or at least that's what the perception is. So this is... Terrible news for Alistair Black because he is going to get buried by this company because his wife said, I want a union and I'm not changing my Twitch account and got fired. Yeah, basically, I think the union comment came from all this Twitch stuff. I think she was really frustrated. And I think at that point, they already knew that she was gone, which is why she probably went ahead and tweeted that because right. I don't think it was just a 10 minute turnaround on, OK, no. she's gone. And the term and I think Jerry McDevitt. 
and the WWE legal team would, would get to something together that quickly and fire her in 10 minutes. So I think this was a decision that was already rendered. But yeah, no, you messed up on decision. I had to give you that one. You messed up on decision. You get cheers and you get booze. That's how it works. All right. <laughs> and before we get into the really, really bad news, let's get into something really cool from SmackDown last Friday night. It looks like the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio rivalry is coming to an end, and it came to a conclusion on the show. Mysterio defeated Rollins with the help of Rollins' former disciple and Aaliyah Mysterio's boyfriend, Murphy. So, so we got that storyline continuing. The rivalry between Seth and Mysterio in ring apparently is over. But this week on SmackDown, Friday night, we are going to see Murphy against Rollins. Um, the disciple is facing the Messiah. Well, that was an eventual thing, yes. right? I mean, yes. you only had to pay some attention to that storyline and know that they were going to end up clashing against each other. Yeah, that, was, a, that was a long time setup right there. It's a, it's a traditional paint by numbers set. You right. know, the romantic, romantic thing, the... You know, the, the the friend and the allies turning on each other, all that, you know, all the traditional wrestling storylines all rolled up into that feud right there. Right. So I think that that's been a lot of fun to watch over the last few months. The whole eye thing was a little goofy, sure. But yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job for the most part with that rivalry. One of the best things in WWE this year, I think. And you want to hear the bad news? I, this is the really, really bad news, right? Yeah, it's the really, this really is bad the news. horrible news. This Go is for the it. reason why I had to come to the bar today because wow. uh, I'm not sure if you're going to fall off your uh, bar stool I- <laughs> <laughs> once I pass this news off. All right, off let me hear you. it, man. Uh, Alexa Bliss is off the market, my friend. She got engaged. Well, until she's married, anything can happen. <laughs> well, her boyfriend of the last year, Ryan Cabrera, proposed to her a few days ago. He, he, he needs to get there right away. I mean, he put a wh- ring on why, it. Did he, why did he wait so long to put any kind of ring on it? <laughs> if I would have taken Alexa out one time, there would have been a ring on it in the morning. <laughs> he, he waited a long time, but I'm going to tell you something. Engaged ain't married. All right? I'm, uh, I still got a chance until it's over. It ain't over till it's over, big guy. You are okay, though. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be fine. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I'll you know okay. you weren't gonna like collapse. I, I you know, we'd I mean, have dead air. And... It's disappointing. <laughs> I mean, I guess I at least I'm still married with three kids. There probably wasn't room for her over here anyway. It would have taken a little bit of convincing with the wife, like sweetheart Alexa's moving in. She might have been into it, so you know who knows. I'll stash her in the basement here somewhere. <laughs> She's small. <laughs> She's small. You can hide her. <laughs> Five feet tall. There you go. Five. Although you don't, want, you don't want to piss her off. She's five feet of fury. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's small, though. I could yes. find a place to stash her. But anyway, yeah. Congratulations to Alexa Bliss. Um, one of my favorite performers in the ring. Her feud with uh, Nia Jax a couple years ago, which culminated that great match at WrestleMania, where Alexa was the heel, was the bully toward Nia Jax, and I thought it was just so well done. And I always tip my cap to both in that case, especially Alexa Bliss for making that work. I knew I loved her when that whole thing with her arm being broken or dislocated shoulder or whatever like that. That was absolutely amazing. And then you find out later she was double jointed, so that's how she was able to pull it off. But man, she sucked me right in with that one. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And then uh, before we go, uh, we want to hit some AEW real quick. Uh, On Dynamite, uh, the AEW show, they are teasing a potential Cody Rhodes and Shaquille O'Neal match. Wow. Why? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Shaq's Why? Shaq can't wrestle? Come on. This is going to be ugly. Why? Why? This is like 
This is like old school WWE where you just, this is Donald Trump coming down to the ring in WWE and getting involved. This is, this isn't, this is a bad idea. There's no way that that isn't a train wreck inside of the ring. Shaq can't even move. This is, I mean, he's an, he was an athlete, but here's an older guy who's big and it, I just don't see how this works. Got to get a lot, of, a lot of icy hot. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how this works unless other people get like involved and there's and there's people ringside. They would have to make this into at least a tag team, like with with Rodzilla and Carl Malone. I mean, you'd have to do. And those maybe, guys, maybe those guys can wrestle better than than Shaquille O'Neal. Those guys were probably better wrestlers than Shaquille O'Neal is right now. I loved Rodman when he came in. I thought he really adapted to it so quickly. He may be a little awkward being tall and all that, but I think he did a really good job for WCW back in the and day. And Karl Malone was a beast. Yeah. He was an athlete. He was able to pull off moves, and people were, like, shocked by it. What is Shaq going to do in there? That's a terrible idea. Maybe a choke slam? Cody, you're out of your mind. <laughs> so basically... This is, a, this is a dumb... Please look at us. We're <laughs> AEW and we want people to follow us. That's, what, that's all this is. I mean, you tie part in, of it. You tie in with a guy who's part of the network on the basketball side yes. to add promotion, and then he comes in and you have a bad match in the hopes that you get more eyes in the product. That's all this is. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. You're trying to get the mainstream audience to top your like 850,000 that already are right, part of your Right, but it's going to be terrible. Just, 